The Penguins are excited about their new season with Eric Carlson. The Seattle Kraken look to take the next step in their development. And the Florida Panthers try to win their first Stanley Cup this year. But they have to deal with some injuries first. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can now find us on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show a familiar face for Locked On NHL viewers and a familiar voice for listeners, Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins and Hunter. Uh, exciting times in Pittsburgh. It, it seems like the trade for Eric Carlson has just given a lot of juice to this organization. Talk to me about what a difference psychologically, emotionally, this move has made for this team this offseason. Yeah, I think it's breathed some new life into the fan base heading into the year. You get a difference maker like that on the team, it opens up a whole bunch, I think, of possibilities for this team th th this year. And for once, Crystal Tang doesn't have to do it all himself on the back end. I mean, when Gonchar was there, but he, that was toward the end of his career, Latang had someone there to help him. But I don't think he had someone this good. You know, Eric Carlson's going to be going to the Hall of Fame, I think, someday. He's one of the he's I, one of the best defensemen on the planet, and the fact that they didn't have to give up anything to get him, they you know, it's the classic trade all your bad players for one good player trade, <laughs> and now you have him, and he's playing you know, one B type minutes and he's playing out there with Evgeny Malkin and he's already had some really nice plays on the power play. He's going to make such a huge difference for this team this year. I think for the first time in quite a while, I think a good chunk of the fan base is excited for a season to start. And I know last season didn't go according to plan, but with all the moves they've made, not even just Carlson, I think everyone is just excited to see how this goes. And for Carlson alone, having him out there on the power play, opening up that, possibility with him and Latang and Crosby and Malkin. It worked really well in the dress rehearsal against Buffalo. You hope that continues in the regular season. And then at five on five, he makes plays with the puck that most defensemen in this league can't. So, you know, the players are super excited. The fans are super excited. And I know the, the front office is super excited as well. Now, one thing we did see in that preseason finale, Sidney Crosby dropping the gloves in a preseason game, Talk to me about what happened and, and what does this say about the emotional state of this team? Yeah, it looked like Chris Letang, one of the Sabres players, went after him by, behind the net. And, you know, Sid and Tanger have been close for so many years and he didn't like it. Went after Peyton Krebs, dropped the gloves and wasn't really much of a fight. I think it was just kind of a little bit of a tussle. Sid, I think, won it, if you want to call it that. But you don't really see Sid get that fired up at even during the regular season with her for a fight and the fact that he did it during a preseason game i think just showed the team that you know if he is needed to he can stick up 
you know, for a teammate, it's not the person that you want sticking up, obviously. God forbid he breaks his hand or his wrist in a fight. But, you know, it, it was still at least interesting. I wouldn't say interesting, but it was, I guess, good to see that there's going to be some you know, pushback, I guess, in a way from the Penguins this year. I'm not really a believer in you know, fighting in today's NHL. And anyway, that's probably going to get some people mad at me for saying that. But at least there, I understand why Sid went after Peyton Krabs because going after Latang, they've been buddies for so long. And everything Latang went through this past year, I think not just Sid. If something happens to Tanger this year and someone goes after him on a hit, I think you'll see everyone on the team, you know, mega stand just because of how important he is and just how much he's been through. I think it'll be the same a little bit for other players that other teams go after them, but for Latang specifically, you know, that's one of Sid's guys and he's going to stand up when needed. It's just, you know, don't have to do it in a preseason game. God forbid he got hurt. Thank God he didn't. All right, so the question about the Penguins last year, the two big questions were depth and goaltending. I know they did some things to address the depth, but as the season is getting ready to begin, do you feel confident in the depth and the goaltending heading into this year? The depth, I do think the bottom six is a bit better, at least defensively. Offensively, well, we can have that discussion anytime. We can probably go for an hour or two on that. At least the bottom six has an identity heading into the year. They're not going to hopefully allow a lot of goals in their own end. Now, will they score? We'll have to see. Hopefully maybe someone like Noah Chari or Matt Nieto will impress. And if Jeff Carter can have like a renaissance type year in his final year of his contract, that would be good. I would love to see Drew Connor have a really good year, but there's a player that, you know, is, has made the opening night roster. It looks like Jansen Harkins. He joined the team this past week. There's, I think some untapped potential there. He tore up the AHL last year in Winnipeg's uh, Manitoba team, 50 points in 44 games. It, it underlyings are really sh- solid for AHL. NHL numbers aren't as good, but this week he showed to me that I think he's an NHL player and he could potentially provide some depth scoring for this team. Fian O'Connor can be really good there and maybe redeems a Horna. They could score maybe a few more goals than some people expect. As for the goaltending, though, I, I want to see Tristan Jari stay healthy. I think that's the biggest thing. I thought he looked fine during the preseason. Not the greatest in the dress rehearsal. He had one play that reminded me of the... Islander series in game five where he gave the puck away to Josh Bailey. And I still want to just remove that from my memory. This looked a little similar, not as bad, but still pretty bad. Still want him to clean up that part of his game and just you know make the saves that he's supposed to make. I want to see that consistency. I want to see him stay healthy. If he can do both those things, I, you know, I think he can give them at least average goaltending this regular season. Now, Tuesday night, it will be the season opener for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're going up against the Chicago Blackhawks, which will be the NHL debut of Connor Bedard. Bedard versus Crosby. I know the NHL did this on purpose, but what is there any additional pressure on the Penguins being in that first game for this generational talent? I think, you know, you want to get off to a good start. I don't think it matters who the opponent is. If the opponent has Connor Bedard, if it has Connor McDavid, if it has Austin Matthews, so on and so forth, you just got to get off to a good start. And obviously, you know, the, the spotlight's going to be on Bedard versus Crosby. That opening face-offs going to be pretty fun. And I know Connor Bedard was joking about, oh, if I make the team, well, yeah, you, you, you've made the team, <laughs> sir. You, you, you were going to make the team well before you said that. But, you know, it, it's exciting, even though the Blackhawks aren't going to be good this year, I don't think. There's no, what's the word I want to use? I don't think there's like a, you know, a 
a bye week game for the I'm making comparison to the NFL. There's no like a, a bye game in, in the NHL. You still have to show up and play up to the team that you're playing. And even though the Blackhawks aren't going to be good, they're still going to be motivated to win this game and every game this year, especially this one with Connor Bedard's debut. It's going to be a lot of fun. PBG Paints Arena is going to be sold out. And I'm excited to see how he does. He's been a freak show during the preseason. Curious to see how Mike Sullivan defends against him, which pairing he uses. Is it the Latang one? Is it the Carlson one? Is he going to put set out there against him every shift? It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm super excited to be at the arena to just see how it goes. Should be interesting. All right, real quick. What is the key to, for the season for the Pittsburgh Penguins this year? The key for the season I think just having it's it's so cliche, but having the top six stay healthy, if they can do that, if Chris Latang and Eric Carlson can perform as expected, this this team should make the playoffs. I mean, I have them as a playoff team this year. If you know this team is built to score, and if they can do that, this team will make it. I think even with average goaltending, maybe even a little below average, I still think that could be good enough to get in. But that's the main key I'm looking for. If you want to back up, I think the other main key is just Tristan Dari staying healthy. He needs to stay upright. He needs to stay consistent. He just signed a massive contract. He needs to show that he is capable of being a number one goaltender in the NHL. He's shown it before, but he's been banged up the last year, year and a half. It's time to be more consistent, especially now that you're making over $5 million per year. So I'll give you two on that one. Fair enough. Hunter, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? So you can find the Locked on Penguins podcast wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, Sirius XM. I'm one of the co-hosts on there. Patrick Damp is my other wonderful co-host. We have episodes Monday through Friday. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, and we'll have our season preview episode up on Monday before we preview the opener on Tuesday against the Hawks. All right, Hunter, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL season is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again? I love the NHL, and I know you do too, and that's why I want to tell you about Sleeper. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with players like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, and McCarr. And simply all you have to do is select more or less based on the stats such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. Yes, you heard me, hockey fans. Sleeper offers 100 times payouts. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show a familiar face and voice for Locked On NHL viewers and listeners, Erica L. Ayala, who is, of course, the host of Locked On Kraken. And uh, Erica... Big year last year for the Kraken. They probably surprised a lot of people, arrived in the playoffs a year before a lot of people expected. What can this team do for an encore? Well, the team knows that they're not going to be taking anyone by surprise, Gil. That was what a lot of players were telling me as I was at training camp and preseason. And so this year, 
the short training camp and preseason that they had was all about building some of the the foundational pieces so that the Seattle Kraken, who were just one win away from a Western Conference Finals, can get to where they want to be, which is to get into the playoffs once again and to, as a lot of people will say, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. And so they've had a little taste of that success. They know that they have to really refine and sharpen their game. And so that's what they've been focused on. So what refinements and sharpening are they looking at primarily? Well, I think for me, one thing that we saw in camp, I've been talking about it a lot in the offseason. I talk about it every time someone asks me about the Seattle Kraken, but that's goaltending, right? We came into the inaugural season and, you know, all these pundits and experts had our goalie tandem of Chris Drieger and Philip Grubauer as one of the tops in the leagues. and then performance wise, we were at the bottom of the league when it came to goaltending. We talked about Martin Jones, who was a really great get for the Seattle Kraken last season and really helped us early on because Philip Grubauer out with injury, Chris Drieger out with injury. So I knew that coming into camp, the the competition for that spot behind Philip Grubauer was going to be huge. And that's exactly what we saw. Joey Decord up from the AHL where he took the Coachella Valley Firebirds to the Calder Cup final in their first season. They also went to game seven uh, in the finals and then went to overtime. So we knew that Joey Decord was coming off a really hot season at the AHL level and Chris Drieger Chris Drieger, excuse me, coming back healthy. Those two were going to battle it out. And at least as of right now, it was Joey Decord who is getting the nod for our opening uh, opening game roster. And Chris Drieger was uh, sent to the waiver wire with the expectation that uh, should he clear waivers, that he will go to Coachella Valley. You know, you, you talked about the waiver wire, some surprises on those cuts, including Shane Wright, former first round pick. Talk to me about him and some of the surprises that you saw on cutdown day. Well, the, that's the thing. I personally wouldn't call Shane Wright going back to the AHL a surprise. I thought he was going to have to really show a lot of improvement. He has steadily improved every opportunity that he gets in camp, every opportunity that he has with leadership when it comes to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And he showed that again in camp. That being said, you have Alex Wenberg, y Yanni Gord, Maddie Beneers that are the other centermen with the Seattle Kraken. And was he ready to replace any one of those three? Um, and as well as Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who we brought in? No. The answer is straightforward is no. Does that mean he had a bad camp? No. This is why the Seattle Kraken wanted to make sure they had clarification on whether he was going to be able to go back to the AHL or if with that one game, you know, he was one game shy of being clear if he was going to have to go back to junior hockey. Once we had that decision, I think ultimately, you know, that was something good for the Seattle Kraken. But Shane Wright was one of those final players in the mix for the Seattle Kraken. And I think, again, that shows how strong his camp was. But at his position and what the Seattle Kraken are looking to do, I, I think that it's good for him to go back to the AHL. Dave Haxtell told media that there are specific things that the Kraken have asked him to work on, and he'll have time to do that in the AHL. And do you know what some of those things are? 
He did not, of course, get the specific, <laughs> but what we do know from talking to Shane Wright over the last couple of weeks is that face-offs face-offs are a focus for the Seattle Kraken overall and again bringing in Pierre-Edouard Belmar everyone including Wenberg who I, I spoke to Maddie Beniers who I mentioned earlier um, you know those are guys and of course the Shane Wright those are guys that are looking to Belmar um, and his leadership and Belmar has been seen after every practice after every morning skate really pouring in there so if I had to guess that's one thing just from my eye test I do think Shane Wright has good speed. He's good on his feet. I still think, though, that he needs to be a little bit more comfortable with absorbing contact and maybe even put on some weight so that he's not necessarily, uh, let's just say, the target of, of some physical play from our opponents. So what were some of the other surprises in your mind as far as people who were sent down? I think, again, it's hard to say that it's a surprise. I think what I'd rather say is that Riker Evans made it very difficult for the Seattle Kraken to cut him, um, and, or I should say to reassign him to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And he had a fantastic uh, training camp in preseason. He was asked at times even to play on his offside. So I, 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 we've seen that the, the Seattle Kraken have at times had to ask, for example, Justin Schultz to do that so that he could do that, that he could still perform well. I think, again, just shows how competitive this camp was when you have guys like uh, Riker Evans and Shane Wright, uh, or even Chris Drieger, some might argue, that are not going to make opening roster. Uh, I think where the Seattle Kraken absolutely got it right was with Ty Cartier. And we saw him come up during the playoffs last year when uh, Jared McCann went down with his injury, uh, upper body, but, you know, concussion. Um, and what I loved about how the, the Seattle Kraken have approached Ty Cartier is that they really lean into what you contribute at training camp what you contribute during the preseason. And he's a perfect example. Undrafted, goes on to become the AHL Rookie of the Year, but that didn't come immediately. He really had to work hard, and he put in a lot of time with Dan Bilesma and Jessica Campbell, who we talked about on the last Women's Hockey Spotlight. But um, I, I like that Ty Cartier is get, getting an opportunity, and I don't think that he's necessarily going to play fourth-line minutes. I think he really has a chance to make an impact on the Seattle Kraken this year. So break it all down now. Season's about to start. What are the keys to a successful season for the Kraken, the biggest key? The biggest key um, for me, and it, it it it's always this. I feel like I sound like a broken record, but even though we know who our goalie tam tandem is going to be, excuse me, Philip Grubauer and Joey Decord, I wasn't super impressed. My eye test standards from what I saw from Philip Grubauer, now it's the preseason. You know, we have to take it for what it is. But I was hoping that I'd see him just a little sharper. So I'm, I'm going to have a keen eye on goaltending for the Seattle Kraken. They're going to come here to where I am right now in Las Vegas. It's going to be a ring ceremony, a banner raising, all of that. And they're going to have to really buckle down. But for me, it really comes down to goaltending. Not just how Philip Grubauer is going to do. Can he um, replicate his individual success in the playoffs, which was huge for us, but also how many games can Joey Decord give us at the NHL level? 
that's going to be key because, again, Martin Jones was so key for the Seattle Kraken last year. All right. Should be an interesting year for the Kraken. Erica, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Sure thing, Gil. Well, of course, you can find Locked on Kraken everywhere and anywhere you listen to the Locked on NHL podcast, which is YouTube and all of your podcatchers. And you can follow the show at Locked on Kraken. That's also uh, where you can find me. All right, Erica, thank you so much. And looking forward to seeing you again on the Women's Hockey Spotlight in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Gil. Always a pleasure. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home a winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time for your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. It is great to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Florida Panthers. Of course, I'm talking about Armando Velez. And Armando, it's an exciting time for the Panthers. They reached the cup final a year ago. What will it take for the Panthers to take that last step and win their first ever Stanley Cup? Well, it's gonna it's gonna take once again for the Panthers to have a, another postseason from their ten million dollar man in Sergey Bobrovsky, and it's all gonna be dependent on health once again for the Florida Panthers. I mean, you think about the last playoff run. I mean, Aaron Ekblad broke it, um, fractured his leg in Game Two of the first round, only missed one game, and 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 played all the way until Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final, which the designation for him and Brandon Montour is around the December 15th range. I mean, Brandon Montour is, has posted videos of his rehab and it does not look like that December 15th is going to be the date. It, see, it, my prediction is going to be that he is actually going to return a lot earlier as far as that, that him and Aaron Eckblatt have been skating in between the sessions early on in, in training camp. So at least they're on the ice skating, but not participating in team drills. So they are going to start the season on LTIR. But the Florida Panthers over the offseason have really added some players who were who didn't necessarily work out in different situations. I mean, all of Reckman Larson being bought out by the Vancouver Canucks, Mike Riley being bought out by the Boston Bruins as well. So it's going to be guys getting another opportunity elsewhere. And with the Florida Panthers making four straight playoff appearances including a trip to the cup final including a president's trophy you have guys who are just ready to 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 be part of a of, of, of a winner and they they saw what they did last year and they want to be definitely a part of that so who's going to step in with some of these players you know missing key games early in the season you have to have more depth who's going to take over and play some of those minutes I think the big acquisition uh, that is really going to 
helped the Florida Panthers is Oliver Ekman Larson, his ability to to work a power play as well in quarterback one. I think it's gonna. I think he he's he's definitely he's more than likely gonna be starting off on 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 power play one and the first pair defense with Gus Forsling, and he looked great over the preseason. I, I was very impressed by his game. He he's ability to find a stretch pass in in the neutral zone to get somebody into the offensive zone as well, and great on breaking out the puck. And all, and I saw quite a few defensive plays where he broke up and um, and did not give the opposition any opportunities for breakaways on the the goaltenders as well. And Gus Forsling, I mean, what can you say about Gus Forsling? A waiver claim a few years ago from the Carolina Hurricanes, and just uh, has gone from that all the way to top pair defenseman. I know that the situation with the Florida Panthers trading Mackenzie Weger in the previous offseason has basically put him in in that in that by by default. But just the, his ability to to just break out of the zone as well, and one of the best skaters on the team as, as well. And as far as the forward depth, I mean, the Florida Panthers have one of the best top nines in the National Hockey League. Chances are that Sam Bennett is going to miss the beginning of the season after after getting hurt in their seventh preseason game against the Tampa Bay Lightning back on Thursday from Emily Arena. But there are guys who who are going to step up who have played wing and could also go back to center, like Etulis Storanen, who got an extension. The Florida Panthers definitely missed him during the Stanley Cup final as well. And also some young prospects who are likely to make the team. Right now, the Florida Panthers roster is right at 24 players. Uh, Yuvis Belinskis has made the, made the team for the Florida Panthers coming from Czechia as well. And the only decision that the Florida Panthers have left to make is whether Brett Ritchie is going to be signed from his PTO as well. But he has been hurt from the latter for the latter half of training camp. So they still have that decision to make and they could bring him in and possibly send a Justin sort of to the AHL. And 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 the and the one that has impressed also the most in that top nine has been Mackie Semiskevich, their first round pick from the 2021 draft. Uh, and and he was playing on the line with Matthew, Matthew Kachuk, playing on the line with Anton Lindell as, as well. And definitely has been placed in different situations throughout the preseason on power play too, on the right wing, on the left wing, second, middle six. And Paul Maurice also even said with the young guys, they are going to be here to play the top minutes. They're not going to be here with the organization to play fourth line minutes or to be a, 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 a scratch as well. So they are going to, Mackie Semiskevich is for sure going to get an opportunity. Justin sort of is a little bit more of a wild card, but we'll know a little bit more in the next 24 hours. Should be interesting to keep track of that. Were you surprised that Spencer Knight is going to start the season in the AHL? Not at all, honestly, uh, because the the fact the 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 way the way even though he is on a three year extension now with his new contract four point five AAV, he is still waivers exempt because he's only played fifty nine games in the in the NHL, needed to surpass eighty in order to not be uh, wa- waivers exempt. And would bring in Anthony Stolarz, not playing a game since February 18th, and the Florida Panthers don't have their first back-to-back until late November. The the Palmer spoke after Friday's training camp practice that it gives him an opportunity to get the starting minutes uh, in AHL Charlotte for the for to start the season. While Anthony Stolarz has a a career 9-12 save percentage, I know those are in in not not being the main starter during his time in Anaheim, but you also got to consider the fact that the Florida Panthers, they don't make the postseason without using all their goalies as, as well, even though Alex Lyon 
was the one who carried them to the finish line as far as making it. The Florida Panthers, it's going to be so great for their depth. And, and the fact that one of these guys aren't sitting around and, and waiting to start, and the fact that you don't expose your goalie to waivers neither in the case of Anthony Stolarz, there is a team in the Gulf Coast that could have could be looking at the waiver wire as far as as far as a goalie outside of Johansson and Tompkins to start the year. So they 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 didn't they did not put Anthony Stolarz on waivers to in order to risk their their state rival at least getting getting a, a goaltender. So it's a great situation. Bob is coming off. Sergey Bobrovsky is coming off a, an incredible playoff, nine fifteen state percentage uh, as well. And it's gonna, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be beneficial as the Florida Panthers implemented their goalie excellence department a few seasons ago with Roberto Luongo, Robbie Tallis as well, and they got guys working in the in the minor league affiliate in Charlotte with Leo Luongo as well. So you you get you got a whole bunch of guidance in that department. Yeah, no question. So what do you think is the biggest key for the Panthers to have a successful season and to possibly win that elusive first Stanley Cup? It, first, first of all, when it comes to the injuries, uh, I think I think if the Florida Panthers are hovering over 500 by the time at least one of those guys gets back, they're gonna be they're gonna be in a great position uh, to 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 be better towards the latter half of the year. Unfortunately, that's gonna come with certain jobs lost uh, as far as the guys who are are making the opening night roster as well. The current the current as far as active players, the cap is gonna be around. 73 million for for the for the active players 10 and then add 10 for 10 and a half for ltir space so they're going to be cap compliant come come uh opening night against the minnesota wild on october 12th but as far as that it's just continuing to grow matthew kachuk the superstar that he is is third in the nhl in points in the last three years how he conducts himself as far as the grit making passes from in the trapezoid for guys to cut to the net and setting other guys up. Sasha Barkov, who is, could be the standard as far as best two way forwards in the NHL as well. He's going to be playing on a line with Carter Hagee and Evan Rodriguez, man, just looking at it on paper and, and how Evan Rodriguez has played in the last two seasons with a Nathan McKinnon with a Sidney Crosby as well on, on the same line. And, and just, you you're surrounding the guy you're you're surrounding the guys with guys who can shoot as 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 well and also also with the the other other lines as well with with guys who are taking another step as far as growth and Anton Lindell who's going to be an RFA at the end of the year you got a 30 goal scorer in Sam Reinhart in on your third line right wing and he has the most power play goals in a two year span in Florida Panthers history with 32 and analytically he was the best defensive forward for the Florida Panthers last season, Sam Reinhart as well. So the defense, though there are injuries, you are also going to have to rely on the offense to, to play some defense as well as far as back-checking, as far as breaking up passes in the neutral zone as well. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to really be beneficial for the Panthers because their top nine is so strong. I think it's going to not necessarily cancel out, but it's definitely going to help out the Panthers as far as getting through this first month and a half to two months of the season. Should be an interesting ride. Armando, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? They can follow the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. We are one step closer to 600 subscribers on the Lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube ch channel. And, and for anyone who wants to follow me on X, they can follow me 
on X at Monoman12. Follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. We'll be, we'll be posting a whole bunch of content. And we and even though the NHL season from this recording will be one day away for the Florida Panthers when this recording drops, it'll be three days away from them taking the ice at the XL uh, Energy Center against the Minnesota Wild. Armando, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you as always, Gil. All right, I want to thank my guest, Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins, Erica L. Ayala of Locked On Kraken, and Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers. I am Gil Martin. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Well, hey, we're here every Monday through Friday, giving you the biggest stories from around the league, and we will have our preview of opening night as the season gets underway. I am here every Monday. I also co-host the Friday edition of Locked On NHL along with Rachel Donner. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks for listening and watching the Locked On NHL podcast.